welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. Uh, this is your host, Tim, aka Murdy, back from my um, surprise hiatus again. Uh, today, I'm joined by a hell of a lot of people, which is very, very exciting. Um, first up, we have Kiara. Hey, everyone. Uh, we have Nico. Hi. Hi, everybody. And we are joined by the uh, wonderful group that no longer lives together, but we still love them, Chalice. Yo, yo, hey, yo, everyone. yo. Oh, yeah. You can talk together. That's that's part of the gimmick, isn't it? Oh, yeah, we should we have like a thing then. Like we should have like a. Yeah, you guys like need a, a sweet. It's chalice. Yeah, that's pretty right. good. Yeah, let's make everybody cringe God at the seven. start. <laughs> Real got seven. Um, speaking of got seven, uh, we're gonna address the elephant in the room. Uh, there's no point in continuing this podcast until it's addressed, so we can move on. Uh, JJ Project made their comeback after a long, long, too long of time. Five and, uh, years. It's been five long years. Yeah. I'm like that lady in the Titanic meme. Five years. They're yeah, already so. a five-year veteran group. <laughs> I'm going to let you guys cook. Go for it. Talk about <laughs> it. All right. So if you guys didn't already know by us already saying it, because I just want to say it again, JJ Project is back. They are back. And they are that I want to say better than ever, but after watching the sh live showcase today um, and when JJP did bounce <laughs> and hug, I was like, oh, better than ever. Yeah, I guess so. But I do miss the old bobs. Um, but they came back with a single called Tomorrow Today. Um, the music video is gorgeous. The lyrics are very meaningful. It's about like, you know, having coming to a crossroads in your life. And, you know, even though like the future ahead is like, unknown you don't know what's going to happen and it's mysterious like you got to make a decision because that's just you know what happens in life it's super deep and our boys are literally geniuses and musically and then everything other other aspects i'm sure um and i just wanted to say that the one thing that i did want to say other than like this like crazy hype up is that um on our two podcasts ago i like started i used my three minutes aka alice's five minutes to complain about um reddit like hating got seven and then even though they hated got seven they liked uh exo's diamond which was like basically a got seven song repackages an sm song <laughs> and uh but reddit actually had quite the opposite reaction i mean of course like if you listen to the single it's totally different than what um, any of God Seven's music sounds like it's more day sixty, if anything. Um, but like, yeah, it had like a ton of upvotes and like a lot of, I think like four hundred fifty upvotes. I'm not counting or anything like that. <laughs> and, um, sure? and like sixty seven <laughs> comments or something. I don't know. And most of them, if not all, were positive. So I'm just really happy that they are like at least capturing like a different audience that usually they don't like. Okay, monologue's over. <laughs> Yeah, it. Uh, I mean, I agree. I feel like it is. Well, and some of the songwriters actually overlap with some of Day Six's stuff, so it makes kind of sense. But especially the main song sounded a little bit Day Sixy. But it, it's basically as Alice said, literal work of genius. And the also awesome thing about this album, because it is a full length album put out by the boys, is that they were involved in every song, um, which you know is rare for. Okay, I won't say rare because then we can get hop on who participates in the song and who do, who does it. But it's it's a little bit less rare now, right? It's yeah, yeah it's happening go, go more. Ahead, more. It's still it's still very it's still, a very big deal. 
worth calling out, yeah, that they participated in every song in between. They came back in March. They're already talking about a cut something come back later on this year. So they put together this whole album, and honestly, it's all really great. One of the things that uh, was interesting that I kind of wanted to call out from, they did a V-Live before. I forget if it was right before it dropped or previous to that, but um, Jibon was basically talking about how they made the album as a whole. And I remember this specifically because Alice texted me and was like, Jibum is me. And because Alice frequently preaches on wanting to hear an album as a whole unit of music. And that that's been a pet peeve of multiple people with Got7 in the past of, you know, it's kind of just like, oh, here's Jackson's song. Here's Jin Young's song. Here's like, you know, just a lot of different stuff on an album. But this album is very cohesive. And if you listen to it from like the first song all the way through, it just it flows really well and it all has a a similar tone but every song honestly stands out in a different way and I really do like it even as I know that my opinion can't be trusted as Jin Young trash and Got7 and JYB trash in general but give it a listen because it's actually a great album. Um, I just want to gush about the um you know, maybe that wasn't the correct choice of word. Uh, I just <laughs> want to talk about the um, poignance, if that is the correct word to use, the poignance of just the lyrics in the video and just how contemporary the whole thing is as a millennial growing up in this generation, in this society, you know, and just being at this place where you kind of just want to pause time because the future is so uncertain. But you know, like, now it's not that great either. So it's like, where do you go? Like, you have, do you want tomorrow or do you want today? Because you got to decide. And it's like, you know, like, we all are going through that feeling of, like, being at a crossroads of not knowing what to do, whether you're in college right now or, you know, you're postgraduate, like, trying to figure out where you're going to live or work. Or, you know, every, what, you know, they just a really, it's just a really great song that really just showcases the, the, the bittersweetness of the uncertainty of life, you know, and I'm here with it. Uh, it, it brought a little sparkle to my eye watching the lyrics and, you know, watching the video. I actually told some people in another chat that I have that, um, you know, the scenery kind of reminded me of Indiana, where I live. Um, a lot of Indiana is flat, but there are places in Indiana that are, like, um, very hilly, like the video was. And you can look over and you can see all of the, like, cornfields and stuff from on high. And it looks really cool and it looks really interesting. And that video reminded me of it. And, like, there's all these old pickup trucks everywhere all the time. And I just, like, I just got such this, like little like childhood nostalgia of growing up and like driving through the cornfields to go to summer camp and stuff and I just had like a really good moment and I'm glad that I it randomly came from JJ Project because I really didn't expect anything like this coming from Bounce and now to this and it's just so interesting how they kind of evolved it's also interesting how their aesthetic as JJ Project differs so much from GOT7's aesthetic um, but they're both my biases and got seven. So I'm just kind of really happy that they've come back together and produced something that is such, that is of such high substance, of high quality. And I, I hope it's well received. Just 
one about it's funny that you said that about aesthetic because um they i feel like that what they first put out five years ago and they've said this themselves that you know they were young didn't know what they're doing they don't really get input blah 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 but like um whenever they do interviews like jin young and j-bomb are the two quietest members of got seven they're like the serene like more chill ones and they mm -hmm. really take a back seat so that's why they're kind of like oh we're doing promotions alone now we're giving interviews alone now and like uh, they like call themselves jokingly like the no fun group but like i feel like this album is a much better depiction of yeah like what they would want to do if it wasn't got seven which is interesting yeah like the v live they kept just like motioning at each other to like proceed with the question they're like no you go oh no you go <laughs> no you go but um, so they're definitely, one thing I did want to mention is that J JYP, like JYP, PD name JYP, he like brought out like a really nice Instagram comment about their debut, or not their debut, <laughs> oh my God, their comeback. And basically was saying that like, he wishes his whole company was filled with like Jin Young's and JB's because um, like even with like the, they've been here for so long, nine years actually, that's how long uh, Jin Young and JB have been together and JYP's at least like company um and he's like well they've been here for so long but they still have that rookie mindset and even though they all have their own like opinions strong opinions they still like take into account like other people's um like suggestions and criticisms and stuff like that and like roll it into their music and stuff like that and I just thought that that was like such a nice and sweet thing that JYP said um and I just wanted to bring that love out there our boys are kings I know, and you guys have to really listen to the rest of the album because it's like it's, it's really good. And like, I just that's all I have to say. That's it. I'll stop. <laughs> we're we're fine now. Kara, do you have anything? Um. Well, I haven't. Like, I watched a music video once, and that's because I just really haven't had the time to really sit down and like, you know, watch the music video in full detail but from what I remember like I enjoy the song like yeah I can understand why people say it's kind of day sixty, but it's I feel like it is but not at the same time and I feel like it's a very calm and chill summer song if you like if you like to say like I know a lot of people were hoping they'd do a, like another bounce 2.0 and we also thought they would come back very emo-ish I guess you can say they're a little emo-y but summer emo-y if that's a thing i don't know but it's i enjoy a thing because jjp made it a thing <laughs> <laughs> they made it a thing <laughs> uh, but yeah i like from like the photos and clippets of like their interviews i've seen so far like you know they definitely seem like they're like um like kind of shy about this because they do know that they did put work into this like this is kind of them showing the world a bit of about themselves person on a personal level so I can definitely feel like they're kind of very like they're kind of I don't say scared but kind of nervous about the fact that you know everyone can judge you know them more deeper now but I think so far from what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing they did a very good job and I'm proud of them and you know I hope this song continues to climb up the charts and things like that and I'm excited to see like because they're see their musical like their performances on music shows for uh their for the main song god bless you kira and your whole family honestly <laughs> <laughs> 
which the performance is excellent. If anyone yeah, wants to be live, it's really yeah. great. Yeah. Don't, don't, just saw... don't run. Sprint <laughs> to your nearest computer and, and watch it immediately. It really is impressive. And the fact that they stay like completely like in it the entire time, it's really cool. It's really cool. To I'm I'm happy for them and it gets, uh, getting emotional again. We're it's all so very good soft for JJP. It's so good. It's so good. Just watch it. I promise. If you don't like it, please tell me if you do or not, and tell me why you don't like it. Podcast, because I would literally like to have discussions about it. Or if you love it, tell us why, and we can just talk about JJP for a while and just kick it. Let's yeah, we're on Twitter. I've I've taken a little <laughs> bit more of an active role now that JJP has come out. So our Twitter is NYA Netizens. So catch us on that handle. No, I'm just uh, joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I mean, go for it. Uh, so I guess I'll be um, slightly the contrarian to the song. I haven't read the lyrics, so I do admit that. And I'll probably go back and actually listen to it uh, with the lyrics. Um, because it does seem like it changes the perspective. Um, but for me, this is kind of a like day six coffee shop song. And that's the first thing I thought when I was listening to it. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, obviously, there's a lot of people that knew JJP before. I'm one of those people. I was I was assuming that we were going to get this. We we're going to get something exciting at first. I haven't heard the rest of the mini and I'll definitely listen to it. Because again, as I've said many times, uh, JJ Project is my two and three right after Jackson and Got Seven. So like they're sweet, precious angels to me. And I want to like the things they do. I This song just isn't for me. Um, but what I do like is how honest they are. And um, that is something that I'll always appreciate from any artist, even if they give me songs that I don't like. Um, I love that they clearly love what they're doing and this is what they want to do. So that's fine with me. Like not every song can be for everyone. And this one right now doesn't feel like it's for me. Um, but I like them. Like the video was really pretty. Uh, it was very fun to watch in like kind of an aesthetically pleasing way. Um, I'm a big fan of like, how beautiful forests look and stuff. So it was cool to see like this, the opening shot when the, when you see the truck driving and it's like this beautiful forest with rolling hills and stuff. Like that was really cool to see. And I really liked that moment. Um, and I like the end where they're like playing with the books and J, uh, JB wants Catcher in the Rye. I was like, yeah, that's the book I'd want to read too. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I just, the song for me didn't do anything for me, but I didn't listen to it with the lyrics. So I do admit that like there's clearly a part of it that I'm missing that I'll go back and listen to, especially if it speaks to the plight of millennials, which clearly I am. I know that. <laughs> so if it's going to speak to me, I want to I want to know it. But for me personally, the song wasn't what I wanted and hoped for. But I do wish them the best and I do want them to be successful. And clearly this is what they want to do or the, you know, like you guys said, the this is kind of like a look into what they would be doing if it wasn't for GOT7. So like, I don't want to stand in the way with that of that because I like them and I like the music that they make. Also, like I want them to be successful because I want way more Def Soul and I feel like they have to be successful for me to get even more. So like, let's do this. You're right. Let's yes, like, I'll support absolutely. them. I'll probably buy the album just so I can support them and be like, JB, please, please God. I won't say that I didn't purchase the album on iTunes. Um, 
an actual physical copy and then also got Apple Music because I wanted to listen to it at midnight. That's that's pretty that, savage. That did happen, yeah. I respect that. that. No, I respect that. <laughs> Support the ones you love, dude. I get it. Um, so we'll, we'll get into the news now that we had like 30 minutes of love for JJP. I feel like we've done we've done right by them. We've done them proud. Uh, even if I don't, you know, I'm not part of the boat right now, I still want the best for them. So I'm glad that they got their time on the show. Uh, and if anybody's mad, um, you can skip, dog. <laughs> That's what this shit's there for. Uh, but anyways, we're gonna, we're, we'll get started here. Um, first things first, we're gonna talk about Iron. Um, this scumbag uh, was found guilty for hitting his uh, girlfriend um, because she wouldn't have sex with him. Uh, also, according to the victim, uh, or well, I should say it was proven that he injured himself with a weapon and threatened to accuse his ex-girlfriend or girlfriend. I don't know. This this article says girlfriend. So um, he was going to accuse her of the injury that he caused to himself. Um, luckily, she reported it. Uh, Iron was sentenced to eight months in prison, suspended, which means he's not going to prison. He's only being put on probation. I need to stress this a million times. He's going to probation. If he violates probation in the two years, then he goes to jail for eight months or he goes to prison for eight months. Um, He was also found guilty um, for smoking marijuana before, too. So, like, it's kind of funny that you get to see the difference and we get to see the, well, I shouldn't call it funny, but it's kind of interesting that we get to see the difference between how Korea views assault and views weed smoking. Because if you're listening to this and you've listened to previous podcasts, you know that this ruling is essentially close to, if not almost exactly the same as what Top got for being caught smoking weed. Uh, so apparently, like, if you're gonna beat your girlfriend, all you have to do is be famous, and it's just like smoking weed. Like, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of with the general populace, obviously. Like, he pled guilty. Even clearly, he was proven guilty. Send this fool to jail. Let him rot. I'm done with him. I don't need him anymore. He's not even that good of a rapper. His songs aren't that good. I don't need this guy. I I, I don't understand. Like, there's people that are saying, well, like you know at least he got something like he didn't really he got slapped on the wrist and he gets to walk away and all he has to do is keep his nose clean for two years which is cake like i i I don't know especially when you compound it with the fact that he is like a repeat or like a a multiple offender offender. yeah Yeah, like he has two felonies two felonies are (laughs) like he has he got caught with weed other illegal substances and then now he beats his girlfriend and he just well we'll just give you more probation you'll learn like no oh you're a korean man here listen well we're mad but we're not that mad and i mean i don't, I don't want to put this off on korean society necessarily as a whole because we've seen travesties of injustice on the grand scale here in america as well and um so i don't want to say this is a korean societal thing definitely but <laughs> but i mean something's gotta give something's gotta give in what world can somebody plead guilty to beating up like beating the shit out there like significant other and get the same amount of time as somebody admitting that they like did illegal drugs (laughs) like the one's a victimless crime the other one is not so let's talk about it yeah, that, that's my biggest issue is that one is victimless and the other one needs a victim to even exist. So, Yeah, hopefully, I mean, 
what goes around comes around later in life. I mean, he basically doesn't have a career anymore, so hopefully he doesn't make a comeback or nobody forgets about whatever shitty things that he did. Yeah, I don't really know that I have anything to add beyond that. I think that about covers it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah, it's fair. Yeah, yeah, especially the whole top end comparison. It's just, yeah, it's depressing. It's just Lil Weed. <laughs> yeah, I guess burn a plant or hit a girl. I don't know. Like, I it just the thing that the thing that bugs me is like you when when things like this happen it's one of those things where you have to look at it as it happens right like when we when you make the statement and by by issuing this kind of punishment you're making the statement that literally hitting somebody hitting somebody like um that's an innocent party first off first off you should never hit anybody let me stress this but you're talking about hitting somebody that is um like in love with you trusts you believes that you wouldn't do this ever you are not only betraying that trust and and doing something that you should never do i mean again i don't think anybody should hit anybody but i definitely don't think men should hit women and i don't think like i i think we need to stress that because it's a problem clearly um but when you say yeah that's bad sorta like that that's essentially what they're doing and and i this is the thing that bugs me is you're saying yeah that's kind of bad i guess i'm pretty mad about this whole weed smoking thing though like we got to punish that I, I guess these are similar like you can't deny the comparison between two celebrities one a bigger celebrity literally getting the same sentence essentially as a dude who's less of a celebrity for openly beating up his girlfriend stabbing himself which is something he probably needs help for straight up and you know threatening to frame her for something that's technically blackmail right um and he was he pleaded guilty and was found guilty and he got like the same penalty that you gave a dude for smoking a plant that just grows that way like i just like what are we fucking talking about here what this is craziness if i gave you this story about two american artists i guarantee you people would just be like yeah that didn't happen like they're, they're, it's, and from, and unless we're talking like huge celebrities, right? If we're talking huge celebrities, then yeah, that could probably, that probably has happened multiple times. Chris Brown again, get basically got to walk away scot free. Um, but it's craziness. Like this is not a thing that just happens. And especially not back to back. Like the top sentencing wasn't that, that much or that long ago compared to when Iron came out. And they just went, yeah, I know it's similar, but eh. like, I, I don't know. I'm I'm really frustrated. Like I read this article and I was just furious and I was so glad that I wasn't podcasting because I would have just come on and just cursed. Like it would have just been me yelling and screaming into the microphone about how much I hate this dude. I can't stand him. And if I ever have to see a stupid, ugly face again, I'm going to fight somebody. But like, I just want a little bit of justice, just a tiny bit. And this was that moment you could have gave it to me because nobody cares about this dude. We could drown him. It's fine. Nobody would know. We'd all be like, oh, that guy, Aaron, Iron, I don't know. He drowned. I can't even remember his name. Like, it'd be fine. We'd be over it. But no, he's still here and he can just go keep his nose clean for two months or two years and then beat somebody else because that that's a habitual habit. And a lot of people have a hard time breaking it. And especially people who don't get help. And I doubt he's going to get help because why would he? Everything that he does, he just gets like a slap on the wrist. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm probably too mad about it. There's probably somebody who's going to be upset that I'm upset about it. I don't care. Like this is one of those things that I can't deal with. I can't imagine 
doing something like this first off. And I can't imagine if I did something like this, not being punished for it just because I pled guilty. And that's what it feels like. Cause like, he was like, Oh yeah, I did it. So they were like, Oh, he knows he made a mistake. Let's give him a, you know, not so bad. <sighs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's, let's talk about something funnier. Um, speaking of weed, Hara recently, uh, formerly of Kara posted a picture of a cigarette. Um, with like a quick caption i can't remember what the caption was it was something about like the cigarette tasting or the cigarette being weird or something but people immediately because it was rolled and clearly assumed it was weed even though you can see like things sticking out from the top it doesn't look like weed at all it looks like a pre-rolled cigarette to be to be completely honest um hara clarified that it was a cigarette and that she posted it because it tasted funny and uh or not i'm sorry <laughs> didn't post it because it tasted funny but because she oh yeah because it tasted like summer or something and um her uh and that it was interesting to her so that's why they posted it her management agency which is key east which has in the past been pretty funny uh was like the photo in question is from her personal social media account we have nothing more to say regarding the matter which is like literally the greatest way that you can handle anything <laughs> i was so happy about it but like you can tell that it's not weed it doesn't even look like weed she's probably gonna get like something i would assume she's a celebrity this is clearly like kind of a sticking point is making sure that nobody's smoking weed but it looks pretty clear like it looks pretty clearly like a cigarette it doesn't to me it doesn't look like weed but i also i guess you know i know of the devil's lettuce quite well so uh, I, I don't know if you guys saw this but if you had an opinion go for it i mean isn't she kind of like an actor now like do people even really give a shit about what actors do anymore like i mean i just i, I, don't, I know that my just because like i mean was this a big deal i just like i read about it but i couldn't gauge about like how big of a deal it was just because like to me it seems that like idols and maybe it's because they interact with their fans like way more often it's not every single actor goes around and does like fan meetings and interacts with their fans and stuff like that but um to me it just was like it kind of happened and maybe it's just because i think guhara is like pretty but i don't really think much else about her because she's not really in the k-pop world anymore but i just kind of was like oh that happened and i was like eh, i think whatever i think people only you care know? because she and uh, she and sully keep fucking up in the eyes of the oh, public she, i forgot like, she's uh, i don't agree i feel like you guys are no no, no. Wait, wait, wait. oh go for Hang. it go for it I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I personally care what they've been doing, but I know that in the eyes of the Korean public, they've been getting in these little scandals repeatedly, her and Sully. And so I, I feel like the Korean public have made them kind of like, you know, they're being like really nitpicky about every little thing that those two do specifically. And I feel like that's why this is even a, a article or a story at all is because it's Guhada. Like if it was anybody else, they'd be like, oh, well, somebody took a picture of the cigarette, whatever. It just be it'd be just another picture. But because it's her, people are like super inspecting it and being like really uh, like anal about oh, could this be weed? Is this another Guhada scandal that she can't keep her also, nose though, clean? Type of yeah, deal. but like how how high does some big gotta be to be in like living in Korea and take a picture of their joint and put it on their yes. Instagram? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like you literally just saw that top scandal and yeah, you're, I, you're gonna be I, like rolling a J and taking a pic and be like, hey guys, does this smell funny? Like, come on guys. Yeah, I, I personally don't think it's so much that, like I do think she's under a microscope, don't get me wrong. I, I do think part of that microscope is because of Sully, but I also like, you are talking about one of the most popular members of Kara when Kara was a thing. 
And it's hard to deny the fact that she was one of the most popular members of Kara, whether she deserved it or not. Um, so it makes sense. Like, I mean, she still has a ton of followers. There's still a ton of people that are watching. And honestly, like if you, if I showed you a picture of a joint and a cigarette and went, tell me which one's different. Most people who haven't seen marijuana, which is probably a lot of netizens, honestly, wouldn't know the difference between a rolled cigarette and a joint. They would just think both of them were joints. So I think it's more like your initial reaction is that's got to be a cigarette, even though like if you take a moment to think or that's got to be a like a joint. Right. But if you take a moment to think like one, you would have to literally want to tank like tank your whole career to post marijuana on your Instagram as a Korean artist. Like that's basically you saying arrest me like I want to go to jail. I don't really care about being in the free world anymore. Yeah. But two, like it's it's one of those I, I do agree that there's the microscope. I, I do. I really do. But I think that it's more just the issue of the issue of uh, a celebrity posted something that I don't understand. It must be bad kind of things, you know, and like she's still relevant. I mean, she's a sure she's like not doing anything right now because she's getting her actress on or whatever. I don't know. Maybe she is doing something. I really don't know. But she still was part of Kara, which is still like while they may not have been as successful in Korea as they were in Japan, for example, it's still like a powerhouse of a girl group that disbanded that she's a part of and was probably the most popular member in korea of so like people still care about what she does right like that that's not going to go away and i think even if she didn't have all this drama with sully this would still be news because it's still a korean artist formerly idol that posted something that looks like weed to a culture that thinks not only is weed bad, but doesn't really know weed very much. <laughs> so I don't know. It's, it seems like a pretty logical response. It's just funny. Cause it's like, just think about it. Take a second. Who's going to do that. Yeah. Well, the thing is also, cause I agree with all your points. Um, but also with like her, the fact is as much as she's popular, Hara has always gotten hate. And she, no, whatever, whatever she does, she gets hate for, you know, um, and it is like people, she does get more on the, the microscope these days because she is known, she does hang out with Sully and with Gain, and I think because of all of those weed scandals that have been happening lately, and it's fact that even Gain herself got into a little scandal with, when it concerning weed, people are now like waiting for the other two to kind of get a scandal with weed, just like how Gain did. So, I mean, it's part of her being very popular, but also because pe the fact that the three of them hang out, they're always looking for whatever, especially between Sully and Hara, they're always looking for any little things to nitpick on them and hate on them. And I mean, not long ago, Sully got scandaled because they're saying that she was doing animal abusement to her cat. She was biting her cat or whatever. You know, they just- oh, they just took a photo of her from her Instagram with her and her cat. You know, she kind of like, I guess, playfully, but like, I didn't really see the photo, but I guess she was like, kind of slightly like having her like mouth on her cat or whatever, which is a hairless cat, by the way. And um, so, and then, you know, people got in arms, you know, Korean Edison got up in arms saying, oh, animal abusement, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Yeah, like the Korean Edison literally see the, these girls as like attention seekers like anything to stay relevant like they the same time IU was going through her whole little um I guess like Lolita scandal and you know the sexualization of young girls or whatever 
that was the same time that Guhad and Sully came out with that Johnson's baby oil picture when they were yeah, sharing the t-shirt. So people were like, you know, this is a hot subject in Korea. Why would you come out with a photo shoot like this? Like, you guys are just a citrusy gangs. Like, horse uh, that's what they called them and like <laughs> you guys are just doing anything to stay relevant like you guys are just trying to stay like relevant so it makes like if this made sense to me in that context the netizens would be like oh there's all this talk about weed and stuff of course she would post a, a tangential picture just to have people talk about her or like just to have people say her name and in, in the media because that's all she cares about like that makes sense to me why this is a story from that side point like that point of view people are just like go how to sit your ass down somewhere please like nobody cares girl you tried it and that's what it feels like to me also i realize i say her whole name when i address her and i can't do anything about that i'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay it's 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 some kind of charm dude own it okay but I like Guhada, so she needs to get it together. I don't let her stay as her messy self. Yeah, I, <laughs> like for me personally, when it comes to like Soli, Guhara, Gaian, all that drama, like I really feel like they just want to live their life and do what they want. So yeah. I don't really care about them getting it together. As long as they don't break the law, they don't hurt anybody. Live your life, dude. Like I really don't care personally. Like I like there's a, you know there's this idea that like they're attention seeking and all this stuff but if you think about it yeah they're getting attention but all of it's negative and like yeah sure in America we have this whole idea of like oh any press is good press but I don't I don't know if that exists across all countries because there's plenty of countries that once you do something bad and I can think of a lot of people who've done something bad that's it. Like it's over. You're you're tainted and you have this tainted image and it makes it a lot harder for you to be successful. And I don't think Korea really rewards women, especially who decide to be bad girls. So I don't really think that they care about doing it for the fans. That's not to say they don't care about their fans, but I think that they're just trying to live their life at this point, especially when you consider like you're talking about girls who haven't really had a social life at an age, you know, like in their 20s and stuff like Sully lived her teenage years as a member of uh, SM and then a member of Red Velvet. And FX, doing... wow. FX. Sorry, sorry. Damn. I've been drinking, so that's my excuse. And then also, FX, Red Velvet's wow. the replacement group. Don't do it. Don't do it. I knew you. I knew you were going to say it. I knew it. Deal with it. We all know it. We all know it. When did they debut? Oh, FX is going to break up or FX is in this turmoil. Here's Red Velvet. That's all we got. <laughs> like, I don't care what anybody says. I never want to hear you ever say anything to me and about Blackpink being new 21 again. Excuse me? Excuse me. Never. It's never been me. It's never been me. Remember when Blackpink debuted? I called them to any pink. Thank you. I said that. You can go back and look at the podcast. I said to any pink like multiple times. I love it. <laughs> They're the replacement for 21. We all know it. It's fine. Live your life. But anyways... The point of the ma- the point of it is like they didn't get to have that life that like you know any one of us could experience right like if we decided we yeah, wanted to party in our twenties we could do that and nobody could tell us no I mean I guess your parents could try but like you're free essentially um, 
and in their case they didn't have that option you know like they're policed and everything they do is you know so important and they can't get caught doing anything bad because then they're going to get a bad reputation especially women they have to keep the standard of like we'll never date and we're always available for all these creepy opa fans and like and sure like i'm not saying that men don't go through that clearly they do they got to keep their dating uh, rumor secret but you can you can tell that like when a dude comes out and is like oh i'm dating so and so it gets way more received than like when a woman is like hey i'm dating so and so then it's a big deal and it's a big news topic so with a couple exceptions right like sm men are a different breed because all of them are apparently born and raised to like pretend that women can go date them so there's there's some there's some areas where it's different but there you hear way more like there's no dude that could have like a kid scandal or a marriage scandal that isn't in his like 30s or almost his 30s and get away with it and be okay and keep all his fan base. That's not a thing. Eli. Eli. Uh, Eli <laughs> didn't keep all of his fan base uh, because there's, well, he might have because there's only like six of them. So it's possible. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah. Yikes. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah that. <laughs> There's four more of you guys out there. No, Eli's fine. But <laughs> but he's like one of the rare exceptions. And again, I think his group is one of the few that could probably get away with that kind of thing. Yeah. Just because of where they sit in terms of popularity. And I mean, because of the cockroaches fandom, of K-pop. His personal fandom actually did. Like there were hardcore <laughs> people who dropped him when everything came out. Yeah. But so, I, mean, I didn't yeah. see people who wanted to protest like him... Yeah, no, you're right. in the group and all of this craziness that went on with Sung Min. So, like, I mean, it's kind of oh, it's one I'm of those still not over that. Right. And and I and honestly, I think if any if it happened to any woman, I don't think you'd get the same. Like, I don't think people would give, um, you know, I'm trying to think of somebody who's from a group like you kiss. And there's so many of them. Oh, uh, I don't think anybody would have gave like Tay while she was in Rania the same benefit of like oh yeah you're you know you're in a lesser group it's okay that you got knocked up no they're gonna harp on her for it because she's yeah. no longer available to their group and all kinds of stuff like there's there's just no way in my opinion there's no way um, I, mean, I guess you can i don't know crayon pop ellie that was her the one that married the guy from hot no oh, so yeah. you all married him oh yeah yeah. Really, yeah didn't she get a bunch of heat though for it she did get heat she had she to did. take a break from the group and then now the yeah. group is on like she, okay, come on. Okay, hiatus. come on. She's taking a break from the group, uh, the group because she is pregnant, not because she's getting married. You know what I'm talking well, about? That I feel the, like that was the rumor, though. But I mean, she has no. But she is yet. pregnant. I mean, yeah, but I thought she like took the break break. before. She took the break before that, yeah, like when the, the news came that. out. Oh. She took the break. Listen, I'm I'm that Julia Roberts meme with the math all over her face. Like I really don't like <laughs> math that stuff, but that's fine. <laughs> Anyway, like, my just, point is it's just not okay, yeah, right? Want, yeah. And I want I want them to be able to live their life. That's the overall point of this. Let let these girls Same. live their life and have their fun and be bad girls. And if you don't like bad girls, quote unquote watch bad it. girls. Yeah, quote unquote bad girls. They like to party. So apparently they're bad girls. They the bad girls of South Korea, don't you? I feel like <laughs> I, I feel like that's definitely fair because who else has scandals about partying? It's only them. So I guess they're the bad girls. Kiara, when you said that they're the bad girls of South Korea, I heard soft Korea, and I was like, yeah, you're right. It is soft. <laughs> like, <laughs> very soft. It is, but I don't think they're 
like South Korea. I don't think they're ready for uh like the like Bad Girls Club here. How we have nope. it here? They're not ready for that. <laughs> no. You no. kidding? They're they're the one who goes home on the first day. Like this is not what I expected at all. Yeah, every sing, all of them have little videos where they're crying, just like I didn't expect it to be so mean. This isn't what I wanted. I need to go. This is the I just wanted to drink of, and dance. This is the hardest time of my life, and it's only been like. <laughs> I mean, they're barely able to hand Jesse, and even then, she's not that bad. But you know, they still act like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. she's too hardcore." You yeah, know, I she- mean, the bigger issue is Jesse doesn't give a fuck, and they're just like, "I don't understand women who don't." care what i have to say about them fix it that's like every interview is like oh my god how do i deal with jesse she doesn't care what i have to say about her fix it i don't understand i don't get it but anyways on to well damn this isn't a better topic so we're going to talk about uh gender policing uh policing rather um so jung uh young um of i don't know what group is he in cm blue that one yeah, that one. Uh, he has a new song that came out called That Girl. Uh, and a lot of his lyrics have been found problematic. And uh, I say this honestly, shockingly, netizens actually kind of brought it up and weren't a big fan of it. Um, and again, obviously, uh, I need to stress this. We are obviously American fans. We only get to see what's translated for, well, I shouldn't say everybody in our podcast group is American, but um, we only get to ingest what is what is given to us so there's only a couple websites that really translate uh what netizens say and most of the time they only translate like the bad stuff because that's more interesting honestly like we all know that's true um so we get like a very small sampling of what netizens say so for me and then the small sampling that i normally get i don't expect i don't expect to see people caring that much and i was a little shocked to see how many people actually did care about what was being said in the lyrics and some of the lyrics are uh so um uh in korea it's it's worth noting in korea when you would say something was like so summary instead you would say uh that like you know if you said this dress is so summary in korean you would say this dress is so summer summer right like you would repeat the word um so it's important for the lyrics that i'm about to read but here are some of the lyrics that became a big issue. Uh, you're a woman, woman. There is no more woman, woman. Or there's no woman more woman, woman than you in this lounge bar. I'm going to grab your wrist so you don't pass me by this time. Don't tie your hair. It melts my heart. Don't put your hair behind your, hear- your ear. It melts my heart. Um, there's a couple other lyrics that people complain about. I'm, I'm only going to read those because that's what's right in front of me. Um, I don't know. How do, you, how do you guys feel about this song in general? If anybody listened to it, anybody heard the lyrics? Okay, so I hadn't heard the song. I, the lyrics seem kind of uh, to me. Um, I don't consume CN Blue as a group, so um, I, I have no stake in the game. I will say I'm glad that people, uh, that netizens are taking a strong stance against, you know, the, the gender policing that occurs in their in their pop culture, um, they did the same thing. I know, like a, a little while back when Ravi had his comeback, he had in his video he had like he mimicked this scene of like women handling precious stuff, and you know they often do it in like their underwear and stuff so that they can't steal anything. 
and women called that out and so he removed that from his video and i just i really appreciate that you know korean women and well korean culture in general people are coming forward and saying like this type of thing isn't okay um it's one of those things though well no i don't even want to get into that because that's irrelevant his intention was irrelevant um but it's clear to me that this is the type of thing that is ingrained in culture in the past so that it happens and it's not something that's consciously thought of by people who are not women or other types of minorities where this type of thing can be seen as offensive to them. So um, I hope we see more of this pushing back against culture and saying like, hey, this old stuff that we allow to go on because it's culture or because it's the way our society is going isn't okay, especially in a place like Korea that has a lot of pushback from conservative people saying like, no, we should keep things the same. And, you know, uh, society is fine the way that it is. So, uh, uh, have we heard any news from Youngwa about whether he's gonna change the lyrics or anything like that? Or if we heard his company or anybody else speak out about what's going on yet? Not that I know of. So, I mean, hopefully that'll get back. They'll complain that it gets back up to them um, rather quickly and he can alter the lyrics for his live stages or something like that. Uh, he's been performing the regular lyrics live. Yikes. Um, well, then, um, I don't know. <laughs> I hope. I hope uh, yikes. I don't really know what to say then. Uh, I wonder if people are going to, like, go to his shows and, like, boo him or something to let him know that it's not okay. I don't know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen? He probably is not going to care, and he's going to continue have a career like every other sexist person. I mean, Just you're not wrong. Real. Just being real. <laughs> but, I mean, I hope I, – I'm trying to be less cynical. So, I mean – Maybe he'll see the netizens and he'll be a little bit more self-reflecting, but doesn't feel like he needs to formally apologize. And he'll take those criticisms into uh, perspective when he writes his next lyrics. Yeah, no, I, I don't think as long as if his fans still support him, even with those like type of lyrics, I think, to be honest, their company is not really going to care. They're like, well, his fans are still making him money, so might as continue going forward this way but i do hope like alice i try not be to be too cynical about this but um just i hope he sees the negative comments about it and he'll reflect on it you know and he'll maybe later on will be able to change the lyrics or you know do a counter song to this and be like you know what forget about that other song this is i rather perform or sing this song uh, anybody else? No, I'm good. I agree with Nico's position that you know it's nice at least that people are starting to voice their opinions, especially in a, uh, in Korea. And if they find lyrics sexist, I, I forgot completely about that Robbie thing. But um, that'd be interesting to see uh, if something similar happens. All right. Um. So today, I think I think it was today, uh, the day that we're recording this. Uh, Hyunsung released an apology letter. Um. To it seems like Beast fans really. Uh, he posted an apology and um, shared his honest thoughts. I'm not going to read this whole thing because I can't do it justice because I'll probably stumble and stuff. 
Um, but you should definitely check out his apology because it's very, very good. I hadn't seen it until just a bit before we started recording and it's pretty great. Um, it's very, very honest. It's a very honest look at like kind of how difficult it was for him. And, and then him realizing like, Oh, it's not great to be by myself. And it's, you know, I've, I've hardly, I didn't really face that many issues and stuff. So it's, it's very honest and he's very clearly apologizing for hurting people and hurting the fans that were affected by kind of like his attitude towards the end of beast. Um, I think we talked about on the podcast way back, but he sort of had an attitude. He clearly didn't want to be there anymore. Um, everybody kind of knew that he wanted to leave before he even said it, as far as I could tell. Um, I remember joking about the fact that Hyunsung didn't want to be in Beast, and then next thing I knew, like it really looked like he didn't. So I don't know. Um, for me, like I personally don't really like Beast without Hyunsung. He was my favorite member, funny enough. Uh, so when he left, I was pretty bummed, but I was also bummed with like his attitude towards leaving. Uh, I mean, it's hard to like not see those videos and go like you're you're being shitty um but i like his apology and it means a lot for him to actually apologize especially in the wake of like you know his label being basically as shitty to beast as possible right now um well it seems like they want to be as shitty to beast as possible i should say uh, if they go through with their plans of making beast a new group um so yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad that we got the apology. I was always curious, and I wondered if he would ever give one to the fans because I'm sure he lost a lot of fans leaving Beast. And uh, I, I don't know. I liked it. It was, it was nice. I'm glad that it was brought up to me because I definitely would have missed it, and I would have been very sad because it's, it's a very good apology. Yeah, it was, like, super mature, and I feel like as far as, like, apologies go, you don't really get a lot of that. I'm not even going to just isolate and, like, k-pop but like just in general even from like a u.s perspective like a lot of apologies aren't really apologizing introspectively or like what you've done and how it affects people and like trying to be better than that it's really mostly like hey i'm sorry i offended all of these snowflakes and like i'm just like gonna do me though whatever you know like and i feel like i mean lesser to an extent than that but that's basically how i read it um that's like basic that's just how i feel like a lot of apologies end up being but you know, it takes a lot of like humbleness because he basically says like, you know, he realizes he was act wasn't acting very maturely and he's acting very selfish and and that's his perspective, right? This is like not even my opinion because I'm like not even super close to like uh, the whole like Beast and Hyunsung situation of like him leaving. I knew that he was like being kind of um, disconnected and leaving in a separate van from the other members and stuff like that, from events and stuff like that. Um, but he really was like introspective, humble, and understanding that like, hey, I realized that at the time I was being immature and thought that I wanted to be one thing because it was it seemed like the right thing and cool or like the cool thing to do at that point to be more individualistic. But I, he like sees at the at now looking at it retrospectively that it would have been better to like strive harder in like a teamwork situation and he doesn't really specifically call out beasts in general but like from the translations that i've read or the re that i've read it like really does seem like it kind of applies to you know his group as a whole um and it takes a lot of balls to be like that especially you know when people don't really want to like take ownership of um you know their like actions and like be like that so i mean I don't really know what the huge future holds for him because now he's in our cube and cubes 
doesn't really seem like they're doing much with him at this point. He came out with like a digital single, but like got no hype for it. So um, not really sure what's happening there, but I hope that he like, I don't know, grows and hopefully becomes successful uh, after this even though he left or even though like Beast is really no more. All right. Well, last up that I have before we uh, go to our pimp your faves. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about Stellar. Now, uh, if anybody has stuck it out with the podcast for um, years and years, first off, thank you so much for still being here. Second off, uh, you'll know that I went through the course of this podcast having up and down feels about Stellar. Um, I believe that the last time I talked about them outside of somebody else prompting me was the video that I made regarding their uh, their male gaze and their label basically, you know, deciding that they're just sexual objects. Um, so I'm, I'm, there's like a very soft spot that I have for Stellar. And uh, it's been very, very difficult for me personally, because they, I want to support them. I really like them as people and they really got to like kind of tone down their image a little. And yet their label continues to basically say that they're property. Um, so recently there was a video uh, during a music show winner announcement where you could see the girls making the sign SOS with their hands. Um, there's, I mean, obviously we can argue and decide if that's really what they were trying to make, if they're trying to cry for help or not. But if you combine it with all of the things that we've heard from fans and things like that, um, it does seem like maybe we're in the path of them basically like needing help. Um, there's a lot of reports that uh, the company is delaying their album production. Um, there's a lot of reports about the members crying at concerts and fan meetings. Um, there's even a fan account that claims that the group wants their next make star project if they have one to fail so that they can get a break. Um Guy Young recently posted a message that she deleted on her Twitter that said, it's been three weeks since we made our comeback. So why do I have to keep worrying about the production of her album? I only want to focus on our performances. She then ended up taking it down. Uh, even though fellow members responded with, I just feel numb now and every day is a battle. Um, she then tweeted an apology and said, because I'm still lacking as a person, I expressed some personal feelings that evoked misunderstandings. I'm sorry for causing confusion, um, which I mean, obviously um they brought up the fact that they you know that marionette was successful and you know basically said people think we uh, we've earned a lot after marionette they say we bought cars in fact we can't even buy green tea we've been struggling for the past seven years which i didn't even know they've been together that long um i knew they were old but geez and then they said we don't even hope to be rich but we wish we could stop struggling we're not even hoping for first place anymore we've maintained ourselves as a group and came this far there are times where we don't even realize it's been seven years already. Our contracts are already almost up and we need to look to the future. It would be nice if we had won first place, but we've thrown away as much of our greed as possible and are focusing on the fact that we're working. Um, there's a bunch of other stuff in the articles, uh, but essentially some other things is, uh, you know, they returned to um, Korea recently. They, again, there's rumor that they said that they want their make star to fail. They don't want it to pass so that they don't have to make the album. Um, they said that they were too tired and their hearts and minds were too tired, um, but they still have time left on their contracts. So their company's still doing, you know, still making them do stuff and demanding things of them. Um, 
they also apparently there's a rumor that the company wanted to sign a contract with another company for a TV show. And that TV show was some sort of erotic TV show. Uh, we don't quite know what was supposed to go on in it, but um, it doesn't seem like they were very happy about it uh, for obviously reason, obvious reasons. And a lot of fans think that the CEO just wants them to use sexual and revealing concepts to make money. Um, and, you know, there's no other there's no other goal in his on his plate, which if you kind of watch what they do and the things that they've been doing, it seems pretty realistic that that's probably the case for them. Um, the problem the problem I have is like a lot of this is fan accounts. Sure. But none of it seems far far fetched. And that's really telling of kind of the situation that they're stuck in. Um, I don't, I don't know how many guys, how many of you guys got the chance to look at this, but like, I mean, this is kind of, this is one of those situations where I, I don't know. I mean, how do you help a group that's pleading for help? You can't really support them outside of buying them gifts, I guess is probably your best bet. Um, but it's like, I can't support them by listening to their music and buying it. Um, but at the same time, by not doing that, I feel like I'm, you know, giving, putting them into the path of like, their final stellar image is going to be some overly sexy image that they hate uh, just because, you know, it's the last cast grab or something and it sullies their reputation and stuff. I don't know. It's, it's a weird spot to be in. I don't know if any of you guys like stellar or are stellar fans, but it's a weird spot for me because I don't, I mean, I like the group and I want to, I want to like them, but man, their label really wants me to hate them. And it's crazy. Yeah, no, like, I'm a stellar, too. I've been a fan of them for a long time now. Like, even during the time when they still had their cute concept, which is what they debuted with, and they had for a little bit before their company decided to go to the other uh, extreme spectrum of, you know, images. And um, and this is it's kind of heartbreaking to see, you know, because this is a group that I feel like, like, okay, they don't have to be number one or, like, have, you know, become these huge household names, but I feel like they deserve like way more than what they were given. And, you know, and it just, it just sucks to see how low their company is going. Like, again, we're, we can only base it on fan accounts um, about these recent, you know, things we're finding out. And, um, and, the girls themselves like they apparently clearly they can't do say or do too much because if they do suddenly they get cock blocked by the, and suddenly they're releasing you know these robotic apologies saying uh i i have more i have to mature more and blah 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 i didn't mean what i said you know like they can't freely speak out what they really want to say you know just leave cryptic messages and things like that and you know and I don't know what's going on, really, because they have been like I remember when they had their comeback, um, like they went on V app or something, and they were just talking about how their like their company, like they're like they don't understand why they had to constantly be asking their company, uh, why hasn't the CDs been the physical CDs haven't been made yet, like because you know their Makestar project was a huge success, like they past their original yeah. goal yeah and then so they continued it having it longer and like it was kind of crazy for me when i saw that like how much money like fans put in into their make star and you know they have so many like all these um what's it called like um when Incentive. you donate 
yeah incentives and things like that and they had they were they had so many and of course you know the more money you give the bigger the the incentives are and um but definitely one of the thing was definitely a physical album and they just have not produced them yet and so it's just like the girls are tired from themselves they're tired for their fans because you know now fans who spent so much money on their makes their make star campaign they're like where's my physical album where's all the incentives that you know that was agreed upon that i would get if you know i donated this amount of money you know it's just it's a mess for stella and for the fans that you know spend their time and money and dedication to helping these girls because you know stella is a girl group that you know is struggling to stay i don't want to say re stay relevant i guess in korea and it's just like as much as i want these girls to succeed and everything clearly they cannot with the current company that they are under. And, you know, as much as I would wish that like once their contract ends, they'd be like, okay, the four of us, let's go together and go to another company or something. That's just very unrealistic because like at this point, what other company is willing to, you know, try to rebrand, re-image, you know, this group anymore, especially since they're a group that's been around for around already seven years, you know, just pretty unrealistic. And then I think at this point, they're also just tired of it all. They just want to, they probably just want to live their lives and just be like, you know, we're done with the entertainment business. We want to go live our life privately now. And, you know, and it just sucks that this is how it's going to end them fighting with their company and their fans losing no matter what they do, like no matter if you support them financially, you don't support them, in the end, you lose as a fan because really, what can you do? I mean, I, I disagree that they don't want to be idols anymore. I think they're actually content with the fact that, you know, we're like we're, we're idols making music and that's what we want to be doing. So we don't want to be rich. We don't want to make number ones, but it would be cool if we can live comfortably off this thing that we've been doing for so long. And I think part of the reason why they're so upset is because they've got like all of the blowback comes back on them. Like, why are we as the audience, as the talent, or as the artists having to go to our president and find out why the CDs that they promised aren't being produced? Why am I having to say this on our V Live when all we should be doing is interacting with our fans and making them feel good and and singing the music that we've been tasked to sing? Like that's it. Like why are we having to deal with all the business backlash and all that stuff and any kind of fan backlash that we get? Like when that's not our problem or our fault. Like we just want to be doing our music and we're at a place now, seven years into the business, where our music is all we have. Like our music is our accomplishment now. Like we we're, we aren't gonna get number ones. We aren't gonna become filthy rich. We aren't gonna have like a sellout dome tour or anything. Like our music is all we have and you guys are starting to shit on that music as well. So I think they're just set up. And the thing is their make stars do end up doing like 700% over bud, like over the goals and stuff each time. And they shouldn't be having these problems. If I have this make star that's going into all of this production, video costs and things like that, why are we still struggling to get 
little things that we need for these comebacks and things like that? Why are we still struggling from day to day to get transportation? Like, whatever they're going through, you know, the, our day-to-day operations, like, why are we still struggling? I And I feel bad for them because it, it does seem like, you know, um, they're running them right to the brink, to the end of their contract. Like, here we are off of MakeStar that was very successful, that people are still waiting on incentives from, and you guys are going to try to make another MakeStar. Like, we haven't had time to rest. We're still promoting this single as it is. Um, and you guys are just, like, not really giving us what we need to get out of each one either. So what do we have to do? Like, who do we have to, you know, it's, 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 I feel bad for them, you know, no group, nobody wants to be doing something this long and realize that nothing's gonna, or what they expected to come out of it isn't gonna come to fruition. Like, nobody wants to spend seven years on a project to find out that they aren't gonna get any kind of spoils from it. I think, though, they are at a place where they could get out of, like, just let their contracts expire keep the stellar name and then just do make stars and stuff on their own independently like or find some kind of smaller label or something that is more trustworthy they probably and, wouldn't be stellar like I mean, their I company mean, probably owns the name but i yeah. mean for, well not stellar necessarily stellar with the name and everything but stay a group together and find some i mean they aren't going to go to any bigger labels or maybe not any like lateral labels but find a nice small label that lets them do the kind of music they want to still be doing and uh, they're going to get bio make stars obviously and they can do that for a while until they get reestablished on their own people people aren't ready to give up on stellar yet and i don't think they're ready to give up on stellar yet they just want better for themselves and who can fault them for that yeah i mean um i i wish I wish that people saw Make Star as like a real way to promote your albums and maybe they will like you know funny enough Stellar is a big part of like people taking Make Star seriously but at the same time like that's a hard pitch like uh you know imagine four girls th- th- showing up on your desk you know your your doorstep and they're like, hey, we used to be Stellar. We can't be Stellar anymore, so we need a new group name. We can't do any of our old songs either, or our label's going to chase us. But we're pretty good on MakeStar, and all of our things are successful, so maybe we could do this. Like, yeah, there's probably a small label that's willing, but I don't know if they're going to be successful. Like, I mean, it'd be great, and it, I want them to be. And if they went to a different label and I didn't have to deal with any of the garbage that I have to deal with their current label, yeah, i totally support their MakeStar. But... I don't know if everybody else feels, I don't know if enough people, I should say, feel that way. Um, It'll be interesting because it does seem like Korean netizens are becoming more woke slowly. So maybe this is the catalyst and maybe when they are able to get out of their contract, which it has to be soon. I mean, they signed in 2011. We got to be getting close. Um, If it is true, then, you know, maybe, maybe everything's going to be okay for them and maybe they can just use MakeStar and really, you know, crowdfund all their stuff it'd be nice to watch and it would you know give a lot of hope to people who don't have big labels or don't have the money to have the concepts they want but like man being an idol is expensive it's very very expensive and make is not covering all of it like yeah they make good money on make star it's probably covering a couple of their performances at best because we're, we're talking like 
you pay again you pay money just to appear on the music show and they go on all of them so you know that they're just burning money on these music shows you know so i i don't know i mean I, I hate to be like the bearer of bad news or anything and maybe i'm wrong i'd like to be wrong personally this would be the greatest moment for me to be wrong and eat crow uh i just i don't know if i, I mean i genuinely think that once stellar leaves that label that's it and I don't know if it's going to be a matter of like the girls being like, hey, man, we did this for seven years. It was rough. Let's get the hell out of here and do something else. Or if it's just going to be that nobody picks them up. But I don't I don't see Stellar post their label. And that's really unfortunate because I just don't think that they have the pool that, you know, another group would to have, you know, to move off their label or to make their own label. I don't think they have that kind of pool, you know. Um, unless anybody else has any feels about Stellar, we can go to our minute of pimping before we close the show. Let go. All right. Um, well, who, whoever wants to jump up to the table first, uh, pimp your faves. This is your moment. Uh, before we do this, okay. oh. before we do this, okay. don't pimp JJP. We get it. We, we had a whole moment. I'm actually not going to pimp out JJP because I've All been right. pimping out JJP the past two podcasts, and then I got a solid like 30 seconds in the beginning of this podcast. It was way more than 30 what seconds. If, yeah, what dog. If I, what if I pimp out Jin Young in Magic School, a web series coming near you from JYP? Okay, that's it's literally all he did yeah, for some sure. summer. Sure, okay, if sorry, you sorry, if on. you want to pimp one of the members, sure. But if you both pimp each member of JJP, we're gonna have some issues out here. All right, all right, sorry, I retract. Well, I don't retract. Watch it anyway. Go on. <laughs> all right, all right, I'm ready. Um, for me, it's kind of like pimping, but also just kind of semi ranting. I'll t try to keep it under a minute, but I just want to talk about SM Entertainment. <clears throat> So Corny K actually um, brought up that there's a producer or co-writer or something named Kenzie. And I was, and she's like, oh yeah, she like makes all these bops in SM. And I started looking, and this is just like some knowledge for, you know, our podcast listeners out there because I definitely did not know, but she makes all the bops. She made Into the New World. She made O for Girls' Generation. And then she did La Chata for FX, which was their, um, debut song but they also did um what is it sorry i'm looking through the thing why so serious shiny i love that song they also did wolf which is where exo got their first um stage win. music show win from and um just a bunch of oh they did he did she did overdose um and monster and monster she did poppy from fx which is one of my favorite b-sides from them sing for you by xo like all these sexuality by tamen which i Temin, which i love and just recently red flavor for red velvet so i was like oh my god i hope this woman is literally getting like all the freaking money that sm can give her i hope she's like rich living in a mansion because she literally deserves everything in this world and also i just want to say um i wanted to kind of create maybe like a um, Spotify playlist with like all of these songs on it to listen to it. I might not go back as far as 03, her first song, but um, I'm definitely going to do that. And then the second thing I want to talk about about SM before I cut out is I think we need to start a petition to save NCT Mark because that boy is being overworked. Do you guys know that <laughs> NCT, you. NCT 127 is coming back, or sorry, NCT Dream is coming back in August when NCT 127 already had something. Oh, they're and coming he back did that in Jimmy, 
he did that duet that, with Zumin earlier. Yeah, and, and he's at SM Town Japan. So he's doing those concerts right now. And he's preparing for this comeback for NCT Dream. And he's been in every single subunit. So that's NCT U in the beginning, NCT 127, and NCT 12 and NCT Dream. Like this boy needs to rest. And I just He just don't... did two SM stations too, by the way, back to back. Oh yes. So like somebody to I know it's like talking into a void because I doubt that anybody from SM listens to this podcast, or maybe you do, but you know, someone needs to start a campaign because that boy's going to die. Seriously. (laughs) Also support JJ Project. Thank you. I'm out. (laughs) Okay, I'll go Um, next. No, you go, you go. (laughs) Okay, okay. So today is August 1st, and this is a very special day. Well, it's August 1st in Korea, and it's a very special day because it is the birthday of my ultimate bias, one Tiffany Huang. Yes, Huang Mi Young, a.k.a. Stephanie Young, the Korean-American goddess, the I Smile Queen, and just a visual, just a perfection. On this day, 1989, she was born, and she... <laughs> And so we no, celebrate if you had her birth weight. That shit would have been. This is so amazing. <laughs> I would have fell out. She was a an average six pounds three ounces. And <laughs> that's an average. She was oh, born gosh. in a hospital in San Francisco, the very same hospital that Jessica Jung was born at. But I digress. So then she moved to LA in her later life but she grew up in Diamond Bar which is this like rich sedity little suburb subdivision part of LA and it's like a gated community and really random that she lived there anyway so then after seeing a boa video she decided to um become a, a Korean idol so she moved she like three weeks later, she moved to Korea and worked at SM, where she later debuted in Girls Generation and also later Taichi So before going solo in the year 2015 with the single I Just Wanna Dance off her very, very successful mini album by the same name. Um, she's my queen, and I just want to say happy birthday. And also, since we won't have time, or we'll, our next broadcast will be after it happens, um, their 10th anniversary, Girls' Generation, is coming up on August 5th, and they're having a whole comeback, and they're going to be on Knowing Brothers, and they're going to be on uh, Happy, Happy Together. Together. Yeah, and they're going to be just running the full circuit comeback promotions with their first show performing August 9th and they're having a huge fan meeting on the 5th to commemorate their anniversary and I just want you all like we're getting our teasers now I've been re-vlogging them on the Not Your Average Medicine site um, I'm probably going to take over from Alice and just give you full girl generation for the next two weeks or so and I just want you all to be ready because these are the queens are coming to snatch this crown and I just hope you're all ready Thank you. <laughs> Does anybody else have oh, anything? Sorry, else? sorry. <laughs> yes, I do. Um, I actually want to briefly discuss. Um, it's more of a comedic measure. If anyone saw um, the photo that Winter posted of their outfits for their comeback in August, which I sure my, did. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm I actually crazy. tweeted it on our on our Twitter for oh, you? not your average netizens. Yeah. I said Sung Hoon oh. looks like Sailor Uranus, which is like she's like the like the butchy looking like woman that's only in like the Sailor S series. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm super excited for winter to come back, especially in, I feel like uh, my I, I kind of am upset with YG for putting Icon and Winter against each other because after I watched Win, I, I'm like the anti-Juliet where I want Winter to succeed really badly, even if that means that Icon fails. And now that Icon kind of oh did God. fail last time and Winter did really well with their last two singles, I'm like pretty excited for this comeback. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I digress. And I'm really excited for it because finally after Exit just kind of like trickled off into nothing last year. But I'm I'm scared now. <laughs> They're wearing like these high waisted shorts that, like Alice said, is kind of out of an anime, but like not from like you know. I'm confused as to where this is going, <laughs> given their last concept and their previous concept. So it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. But it's a schoolboy concept. Re- watch money on like, it. Oh schoolboy. God, no. No. They're like the grown men of yeah. like you they know. They have two the... songs. Only one is disco. For the record. Oh God. Yeah. There's two songs. Only one is disco. I I bet that they're gonna have like a like some sort of. It might not be like actual. We're in school. This is my high school schoolboy. But that's a schoolboy outfit if I ever saw one. Let me not count it out though, because if you consider fingertip disco, it was a bop. So. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm sorry for hijacking, but I just need to say one thing. Isn't it so sad that, like, if you looked at Winner's discography, it just says Exit E, and then it just goes on to do <laughs> other yes. stuff. Terrible. Like, that's going to that's gonna be there forever. <laughs> no. They, better, okay, they better come back later and make a Exit X, and then just, like, some stuff in the middle, and then we like can just... Like, every oh, five-year anniversary. It's a long play. I get it. <laughs> Okay, sorry. Uh, a literal okay, exit. It's just gonna be yeah, the slow draw. But, yeah, their their <laughs> final their final song will be exit T and the like, no, literally we're leaving. <laughs> no, really, we're exiting now. No, but really, we're done. <laughs> it's been seven uh, years. We out. Ew. Sorry, the picture for the first time. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Ew. Yeah. Oh, oh, you saw it. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's it's rough. <laughs> and um yeah, no so looking forward to that. that looking forward to that yeah it's so bad it's like the worst thing i've ever seen in k-pop in my entire life it's I'm not sorry. that bad at all you know that's not, not even true. close it's not, not even true. close it's it's maybe in the top 20 saw... but it's not in the top five that's for sure we it's, it's we do... remember stop stop it right yeah. it's worse than mullet uh, which actually made me gag out loud. Oh my god, That's we should do. Um, <laughs> we should do like a day on our Twitter where we all retweet like the worst outfits in K-pop history. <laughs> oh yeah, we really should. I'm That's awesome. not a bad uh, idea. I like that. Yeah. Let's do that. I'm down. Yes. Uh, does anybody else have anything they want to pimp? Um, I guess for me as um. Finally, after so many years, it seems like uh, former CARA member Youngji is finally working on solo music stuff, you know, after being on a million, you know, 
TV Ooh. shows and dramas. Now she's there. DSP finally has her working on music, so I'm pretty excited. Like I think like one of like a like there was a you don't see her in the studio, but there's a photo of like producers and stuff, and they're just like uh, working on a solo uh, Young G solo song or something like that. And so, you know, the it's like the car fandom is slowly waking up, like. You know, we're used to just hearing about, like, you know, a horror scandal, but now we're getting, like, good stuff, meaning, you know, <laughs> Young G's uh, solo debut, finally. So I'm pretty excited about that. And I'm excited to see what kind of concept they're going to give her. Do we have a date? No. As far, so far, no. Just that she's working on it right now. Oh, that's nice. I'm, I know this is, like, super hokey, but... What if Jackson Fee was featured as a rapper on one of her songs? That's not gonna I would happen. Actually, I would actually die. Everybody how would I fall wish. out. Don't worry. I would I die. Would, we're all gonna have a hard I time. Has I would. Has, has everyone watched the June K song where Mark Twan and uh, Jackson Wayne come out and do like a rap verse at some? It's called he True has? Swag. No, it's True Swag, and it's from KCON LA. Oh, it's no. amazing. I'm going to retweet it on right on or not your average notices right now. It's I'm going to not watch excellent. it. <laughs> you should definitely watch it. Oh, wait, I think when they had their last year, YP Nation, wasn't the, his, wasn't it the song Superman though? Because, but they took like, um, like Wu Young and someone else's part in the song. Was it that? That, that's probably something, but this is also something awful. <laughs> I'm just <trying. laughs> No, no, no. But this is, they probably did do that, but this wasn't a JYP Nation concert. This was for like a M Countdown special stage in like the US or something like that, like a, two years ago. Oh, oh, and oh I remember yes, yes, for, yes. for True Swag. Yeah. And yes, that was Japan. I, oh, is it Japan? Oh, okay. And then, sorry, one more thing. You really see like the gap. I, I'm, I'm really going to shut up after this, but you're going to see the gap of like Junke and like how much of a mature and like talented artist he is versus like the amateur level that like Mark and Jackson were after they debuted. And it's like, honestly embarrassing, but um, yeah. definitely should just watch it. Cause Junke really does deliver, even though his like acapella rap is like, what you saying, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's rough, <laughs> but talented. Um, okay. Well, uh, before we close, I, I, mine's pretty quick. Um, there is a producing group, uh, that's currently on Higher Music, which is the sub-label of AOMG. Their name is Groovy Room. They're quite literally everywhere, and they just recently released an album called Everywhere. Uh, it's very, very good. Um, it, it has a ton of featuring because they're producers, obviously. Um, he recently, or they recently produced a song called Sunday, which has Jay Park and Highs. It's very, very good. Uh, there was a, even an article written about it um, in the U.S., so clearly it's it's getting something. Um I suggest everybody goes and checks out Groovy Room. They, they honestly, they're doing pretty amazing work, with the exception of like one song on their their mini album is pretty garbage. But uh, for the most part, they're doing really good stuff, and their music is very interesting. It's very different. Um, and they worked with my sweet Prince Geary Boy, so you know that. I mean, that's a win. And that's it. That's all I got. Um, so once again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, if you would like to tweet at us, you know, once again, uh, we're at NYA Netizens. 
Um, you can also in at NY netizens. Yeah. Uh, you can listen to us on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash not your average netizens. Uh, go ahead and comment and subscribe to us and repost our, you know, podcast kind of share, you know, share the word. Um, we'd love to interact with you. We try to respond to the messages there. Um, I think we've been pretty good about it recently. Uh, if you'd rather listen to us on sound or I'm sorry, on iTunes, you can search for not your average netizens will be the only thing that pops up. Uh, go ahead and rate, subscribe, all that great stuff. Um, if you, if you love us and all that good stuff, I don't know. <laughs> um, it, it helps us a lot. Uh, I, I just do this too much, I guess is the thing. Uh, you can follow our Tumblr. If you go to not your average netizens.com, um, I guess, it maybe it'll be popping off with all these comebacks and uh, all this love that's going around for JJP and uh, SNSD and all that good stuff. So leave us comments and questions. If you want to email us directly with any comments or questions, suggestions, what we could do, uh, not average netizens at gmail.com. And I do believe that is everything. So unless anybody has anything they want to say at the end, uh, this is it for us. Bang. Bye. Bye guys. Bye everyone. There you go. That's what I was looking for. See you guys. <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna see it. <laughs> Somebody let me know. Tell me.